0: Lotus FM News with Suresh and Pillay.
1: Seven o'clock. Good morning, DA leader Musi Maimane says National Assembly Speaker Baleka Mbete has agreed to allow the saga around Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir to be urgently debated next week. Maimana says he requested the debate after al-Bashir left the country on Monday, despite a court order to government departments not to let him go. al-Bashir, who was wanted by the International Criminal Court under a treaty signed by South Africa, had been attending the recent AU summit in Coton. Maimane argues that government violated the Constitution in its handling of the matter the departure of Omar al-Bashir out of South Africa tells me that somebody who's committed such evil crimes can be allowed to come into South Africa that we break our own laws we ignore a court order and that ultimately allows someone as evil as that to be able to get away scot-free and therefore, we've called that Parliament, the Parliament, debate the matter, and we welcome the decision by the Speaker that the debate is of urgent importance and will be tabled on uh, Tuesday in the National Assembly. The energy-intensive user group of Southern Africa has warned that a second double-digit increase in electricity tariffs proposed for this year will make it difficult for South African businesses to compete internationally. The group, which represents major companies in South Africa, is opposing ESCOM's proposed tariff increases. It'll it will make its submissions to Energy Regulator NERSA at a hearing on the proposed hikes next week. ESCOM has already been granted a tariff hike of over 12%, but is seeking a further increase of the same amount. Its acting CEO, Brian Molefe defended the proposed hike at a briefing yesterday
0: our actual application is actually 6.8 percent then we applied for additional money for diesel to avoid load shedding and we were only granted about 0.1 percent or 1.5 billion 1.5 billion for diesel to avoid load shedding during this period is simply not enough 1.5 billion is what we use in one month in fact it is finished We have also been granted 14.4 billion for uh, IPPs, renewables. But when people talk about the 24%, they also include this 4%, which is a drawback from the previous year. Nobody is pointing this out to South African consumers. Deputy
1: President Sil Ramaphosa says government will take actions against any form of exploitation by labor brokers. Ramaphosa was speaking in the National Assembly when he replied to oral questions.
0: If there are incidents of uh, labor broking that violates our people's rights, we would be most welcome to hear those views so that they can be dealt with quickly as possible
1: internationally now a shooting has been reported at a historic black church in Charleston in the US state of South Carolina with multiple casualties feared US media says the incident occurred last night at the Emanuel African Methodist Apostle Church Charleston police later tweeted that they were searching for a white male suspect in his 20s after the shooting At least 31 people are reported to have been killed in a series of bomb blasts in the Yemeni capital Sana'a. Two mosques in Shia neighbourhoods were hit as worshippers were attending evening prayers before Ramadan. Another explosion targeted a political office for the Houthi rebel movement. The BBC's Alan Johnson reports.
0: Car bombs and other devices blasted sites closely associated with supporters of the Shia Muslim Houthi rebels. It's not yet known who carried out the attacks, but suspicion will fall on militants loyal to the Islamic State movement who've hit the Houthis like this before. News of the bloodshed came as the Houthis were holding peace talks with the Yemeni government in Geneva. The negotiations have made minimal progress, and the bombings back home will have done nothing to ease the tensions.
1: And finally, experts have warned that climate change could bring on more severe cold and flu outbreaks. Pharmaceutical firm Pharmadynamics says it was once thought that global warming might bring on fewer deaths caused by respiratory infections during the colder months of the year. But the latest research by Arizona State University in the U.S. found a significant association between warm winters and severe cold and flu seasons that follow. Preliminary data indicates that 2014 was the 10th warmest year since 1961. Pharma Dynamics spokesperson Mariska van Aswegen. Medical aid firms have also received a significant number of claims for cold and flu-related illnesses this winter already, and they say that the strains in circulation this year seem to be more aggressive as well as highly infectious. If you're perhaps wondering why a warm winter could predict a nasty cold and flu season next time around, it's likely that the flu virus is more difficult to transmit during mild winter or mild weather conditions because it dies faster in warmer air. Top story at seven o'clock, DA leader Muse Maimane says National Assembly Speaker Balek Mbete has agreed to allow the saga around Sudanese President Omar al-Bashir to be urgently debated next week. I'm Sureshin Pele, back at half past seven. Morning